We have a lot of data assets out there today. So how do we have control around the new assets that are landing in our ecosystem? And how do we clear out the assets that are no longer relevant or old or aged out? Welcome to the CIO Exchange podcast, where we talk about what's working, what's not, what's next. I'm Ian Porter de Leon. This is part of an ongoing series called Customer Zero, where we talk with the members of the VMware IT leadership team who are the first to use the products that our engineering teams produce, from multi-cloud complexity and app modernization to the needs of the new workforce, we hear how they are changing IT and the business. In this episode, we're joined by VMware's VP of IT Colleague Experience, Pam Koka, and Head of Enterprise Data Office, Travis Eckhart, as they discuss user experience and how human connections and the use of data can influence personal and business goals. We explore how they're able to scale their efforts to provide teams with better collaboration tools and better digital experiences in order to improve things like productivity and security posture. Hey, I'm Travis. Welcome to the conversation. We've got a really great topic lined up for today, and that's going to be employee experience, user experience. But ultimately, really, what it boils down to is about people and humans. Because ultimately, you're trying to facilitate a connection between one human and another. And those two people are making a connection to do something that creates an output. And hopefully, we hope that outfit then has a wonderful business outcome that is valuable and is repeatable and it does all the wonderful things that we wanted to do. So I want to kind of start on what is important to each of you, as we look into what's happened, the change that's happened, a lot has changed. A lot of expectations, a lot of habits have changed with individuals who are connecting digitally. So in the midst of that change and what we're needed to do moving forward in order to get things like efficiency and productivity, what is going to be important to you and your teams that are going to drive your activity and drive what you do looking into this year and into next year when it comes to experience? Yeah. So I'll start. We've been on this transformation journey at VMware, I think, for a number of years. But what's been interesting is coming out of the pandemic, I think a lot of people really took an opportunity to really think about, is this the thing I want to be doing? Career changes. It was very existential. Yeah, it was. You know, people moved during the pandemic and made lots of life decisions based on what they were going through. And so when I think about employee experience, at the end of the day, people really want to be able to make an impact in whatever they're doing. They want to know that when they come into work every day, whether that's at home in their home office or they're mm -hmm. going into a physical office location. Yeah, whether they've got a suit on they or they've got their fuzzy pants, exactly. they want to make an impact. Yeah, <laughs> soft pants, suit, doesn't matter. <laughs> they want to know that they're making an impact. So when I think about employee experience, and again, we've been on this journey for years and we often would talk about how do we remove friction, whether that's the technology itself, but given where we are at now and people really wanting to make that impact, we have to amp up our game because it's not just about the... I think we have to get out of our silence is really what it comes down to. We have to be willing to partner more with other organizations within the company to be able to really drive not just the experience that we've typically been responsible for within our own, say, silo, if you will, but the end-to-end -end employee experience. So everything from HR, the day that you onboard, all the process, you know, the paperwork that you need to fill out, the training that you need to do, all the things, setting up your laptop, like there's so many different pieces. Because that is a really essential part of the whole yeah. employee experience. The moment you touch a piece of hardware or a piece of software, that's the beginning of that journey too. And that's what fascinates me. How did you, each of you sort of get out of that silo and start connecting with other teams to be able to create a more holistic experience for those who are working within the domain? I'll answer a couple different ways, but I first want to just start by thanking you and your team. So I was one of those people that made that choice, right? During the pandemic, 
what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? I was in banking for 17, 18 years. So during the pandemic, I actually left banking and I started working at VMware. There was a period like on a, in a monastery on top of a mountain where you were like, you were oh, yeah. levitating. Oh yeah, I was levitating actually. Levitating. And levitating, yeah. And you realized- VMware. Pam, VMware, Pam has something for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Pam and her team had, it was such a pleasurable onboarding experience. I got to tell you, and I came from a really big bank where things moved just at a different pace very slowly. I was productive minute one, not even day one, minute one. It was such a refreshing experience. So thank you. It works. Oh, I, I, <laughs> it's a, it's a I'm giving you some testimony here. People, you know, especially who are maybe not be front and center all the time, get some attention for having things just go right. Instead of not fixing something, not maybe creating something new and magical, yeah. but just like all tech email to get the CIO sometimes. Say, hey, the Wi-Fi is great. Just want to say doing a good job. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like a thankless job otherwise, right? <laughs> you mentioned the word friction. I think it was you. So that was frictionless for me. It was immediately at ease and I was effective or started to be effective earlier than I would otherwise. So thank you for that. Through my lens, which is the data world, we want to build that frictionless experience as well. Over the last 20, 25 years, data is growing exponentially, right? It's getting bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger. It's kind of the elephant in the room. Nobody's I, really thinking about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Think, I mean, it's just, just it's incredible. And the people, the audience, our colleagues are becoming more and more data savvy. It's sort of like the base level of understanding of data today compared to you know 20 years ago when I first started in the industry. The folks today could have been like expert data analysts back then. So the, the bar has been raised. The need for data, right? The need to access data, the need to mine their data and look at their data in different ways. The bar has been raised on that as well. So my team, what I'm trying to do as best I can is provide, first of all, the data access, some of the data forms that people need to make their job easier. And when I don't, I hear about it, right? And, yeah, and, and rightfully so. It's tough because you want to create that, like you said, frictionless experience. Because one of the great examples is if someone used a credit card and it took five minutes for them to use that credit card and they had to go through firewalls and they had to use their RSA fob, people would figure out another way to pay for things. Absolutely. You want, so you want to make the right thing, the easy thing. How do you do that? We look at data as like sort of like a map, right? You have entry points to this area. One of the things that we're really focused on right now is moving data up in the data supply chain. When I say data supply chain, let's say we have a new customer that's coming in. Let's say they're having a very SaaS experience, right? They want to just log in. Don't talk to any salesperson, right? They log in, they get access to whatever hyperscaler platform they're on, and they're off. I need to make almost like we were talking earlier, like a credit card transaction. How difficult would it be if they had to do 10 steps to buy something with a credit card? Like yeah. it's, it's not going to work. There's going to be leakage in other ways around it. People behind you in line are going to get really upset. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anyone to get yelled at. But one of the things we want to do is we want to enable not our, just our colleagues, but our customers to make intelligent choices with the right data when they first engage us. And it's as simple as what's your address? Let's validate the address. Yes. You know, if you put Palo Alto, Missouri, I don't know if there might, there might be one of these, but probably not. <laughs> we need to tell them that right away. Like, hey, you know, this isn't going to work. So giving them a very googly like experience of sort of becoming our customer, a very easy way of becoming our customer is one of our priorities. Another is that it's not something that people like to, it's sort of like brush your teeth or go to the doctor or exercising. We need to have better data hygiene. So putting That's these controls and standards in place at the time we capture the data, really pays off in dividends because you try to correct that data once it's in the system, once it's on the map, it becomes exponentially harder. Yes, garbage in, garbage out. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a problem. Just on this point about data, I think it's super important because when I think about employee experience, I think where we've maybe gotten caught up a little bit in the past is we assume we know what our colleagues need and want and we go do the thing. Exactly. And we're able to take the experience so far yeah. doing that 
But where we really, I think, can make an impact is when we actually look at the data and make decisions based on the data. Listening to the colleagues about what they want and what they need versus assuming we know. So I think that's critically important to taking employee experience to the next level. Or I can make something really, really cool. This is going to be really fun. It's going to be great. Watch it. And you put it out into the field and nobody uses it. You're like, well, why use it? Why did I do it? Yeah. Well, what problem you're solving? Why? I wasn't solving a problem. I was making something really cool. And I thought everyone would think it was cool. Why don't you think it's great? Does everyody think it's great? So I think you both are looking at it through a people lens, which I think is that really critical way of formulating what problem you're trying to solve. I always like to say, who's it for and what's it for? And by asking those questions, you look through that lens and all of a sudden all the different decisions you need to make along the decision you know, train and the project and the designing start to make sense because you are looking at it through who's it for and what's it for. And like you said, if you gather the information, you know what the end user wants, it's for them, but you know what's it for if you're asking the right questions, how they do it, where are they when they do it, what are the context and what are their experience within that context? Are they at work? Are they in a library? Are they in the office? How do you look at context, whether it's from a customer perspective or from an employee perspective? How do you look at context of what they're doing, how they're doing, where they are in their journey, and how you're addressing sort of what they need and what that experience is being built around? I don't know. Maybe I'm oversimplifying this, but in my mind, it's really straightforward, right? It's really easy. It's at the end of the day. I think if we can provide a really good experience to our colleagues, I think that we're demonstrating that we care about them. And as soon as we lead with that, it doesn't matter where they are, what they're asking for, what challenges they're bringing us. If we think about just that concept of when they walk away, they feel like we care about them. We've listened to them. Mm-hmm. I think that's the core. Like to me, that is really what it's all about. The digital empathy. It, it absolutely <laughs> it's is. It's funny because I was talking about like Jason. That, yeah. Jason Cunier and I were having a conversation musing over that. We're like empathy. Well, this is sort of a digital expression of empathy. So there's a digital empathy because you're not there. You can't be there and say, hey, I care. But you can create an experience through a digital experience or a digital interaction that says we care and it feels like it's been thoughtful. Absolutely. I think about this a lot when I go out in the world and I go different businesses that I walk into and I have some kind of an experience. And when I walk away, I think, does this business actually like, do they want me here? Like if they treated me badly, I'm like, I'm not coming back here. What am I going to come back here for? I'm going to go somewhere where they treat me well and I feel like they care about me. And I think translated to the workplace, I am going to really want to do my best work Mm. and be committed to the company I work for if I feel like they care about me. And so to me, that's the critical element. So you're the ambassadors of digital empathy. I like that. I'm going to take that away. (laughs) I like that a lot. Oh, it's fabulous. And so sort of taking the next level, it's easy to talk about creating great experiences and doing digital means and looking at it through a people lens and knowing the customer. What are some of the ways where, because it is challenging, because going around, especially you can't scale an effort of figuring out what every single person wants. You have to aggregate that effort to be able to create an understanding. It's tough to be able to implement something, especially across multiple different phases of a journey, of a digital journey, just like you were talking about at the beginning of the show, where, hey, I don't control all the different touch points. What were some of those challenges that you started running into and some of the creative ways that you worked with others or thought outside of sort of the normal silos and ways of doing things that kind of helped you move in the direction of creating those better experiences? Go back to what I was saying earlier in our discussion is that need for data. People want it. So how do I provide you know, clean, easy access to the data or the data assets people need? And presenting that in such a way that they don't have to have a PhD in our data ecosystem to define that. One of the things we've done and we're improving on right now is creating a, what we call a digital marketplace, right? You go into a store, 
It's organized. You can go into any supermarket across the United States and you're going to know it's all set up basically the same way. There's aisles and there's shelves and things are cataloged. We're taking the same approach to data. So from our colleagues or whoever that comes into our data store, we should provide that same type of organized clarity around where they can find our data assets to meet their needs. And I think that sort of goes back to what you were saying earlier, Pam, is that it shows that you care. We've produced this stuff. We've put our, our time, our resources, our money to produce this stuff. We should treat it in such a respectful way to show respect to our colleagues and our customers. That's one of the things that, that we're doing is, is producing this data store. So people can go and sort of fish for themselves. That's just creating sort of a dumping ground. We're like, oh, yeah, it's data's over there. Right. I'm like, where? It's, it's all over It's there. in that pile over there. I know where it is. It's you know? there. It's there. You just go right. look around. You can find it. No, but actually, when you come in, like you said, like maybe you're like in an Apple store and the experience is this very elegant, very beautiful experience where you don't feel intimidated when you come in. Like you said, if you come in and it feels intimidating, like I need a degree in data science to be able to go through and do low code queries for this data versus I have a nice user interface, a nice user experience where I don't feel intimidated. I feel like I'm welcome into the space. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once you start to build those muscles and that discipline, you can start to really serve at scale. Now you can serve not just one business unit or one group, but the entirety of VMware with relative ease. Yeah. What are some of those tough pain points though for scaling though? Because I imagine it's not just, hey, swipe a credit card, go on VMC on AWS and spin up <laughs> some more stuff. You know, like what's that scaling like out, especially with maintaining a good user experience at scale? Yeah, there's a couple of different aspects of that, right? One is, I say, use this for years. You want to turn off the faucet and drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of data assets out there today. So how do we have control around the new assets that are landing in our ecosystem? And how do we clear out the assets that are no longer relevant or old or aged out? What are some of the assets that you're hosting? I'm thinking about dashboards, reports, even tables, right? So you can have multiple sets of customer data, which one is right. So I need to be able to certify as the owner of the data to provide a certification that this data is kosher. It's good to use. So those are some challenges that we have is how do we rationalize the existing ecosystem and then put controls around how we introduce new assets to that ecosystem? Yeah. And I think, again, the data is so critical, right? And I just think another aspect when I think about employee experience is also the communication. So we're collecting all this data. Some of it's through surveys. There's a lot of different ways that we collect data. But then what do we do with it? And if we're asking our colleagues like, hey, what is it that you want or need? Or asking them about particular services maybe that we offer as an organization. And they're giving us feedback. If it's just sitting dead somewhere in a database, like how's that helping? And then you get to a point where, where data goes to die. People, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> data goes to die, right? So then eventually at some point people be like, ah, they're asking, but they don't really care. Mm-hmm. It's back to the caring. Yeah. You demonstrate you care by saying, okay, thank you for giving me this data. Now, here's what I'm going to do with it. And it doesn't mean we're trying to make everybody happy. And like at VMware, we typically have had a reputation in the past anyway of allowing people to kind of do what they want, like flexibility and choice to the extreme. So it's not about giving everybody at all with everything they want. It's about, again, collecting the data, looking at where can we make the biggest impact, but then being really thoughtful about how we share that back with our colleagues about, hey, we're going to do these three things or five things or whatever. And this is why. And by the way, we're not going to do these other things. And this is why. And I think that's really important because otherwise I think we lose credibility. Um, And again, I think we'll eventually hit a wall with that transformation that we're trying to do. Yeah. I think trust has been sort of the big theme. Building trust. People trust when they go someplace, they trust that they're going to be welcome there. They're going to have a good experience Mm -hmm. there. That means they're going to want to come back again. Like you're saying, making the right thing be the easy thing, Mm -hmm. be, be the less friction thing. Well, Travis, Pam, this has been a fabulous conversation. Appreciate both of you coming on the CIO Exchange podcast. If people want to learn more about what you do, what you're working on, what's coming up, what's next, where can they find you, go online, get more information, what can they do? 
I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also the the CIO Exchange. Right, they can find yeah. us there. There yes. you find. There you go. There you go. Yes. We'll find each of you on the CIO Exchange. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this latest episode. Please consider subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more insights from technology leaders as well as global research on key topics, visit vmware.com/cio.